Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden, holistic psychologist, astrologer, and Reiki master. Do you ever feel like you're living on autopilot? Today, I'm going to be talking about conscious living and talking about how to learn to start showing up for yourself and experience life more fully. You really can break unconscious patterns and habits when you create space for awareness and mindful choices. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today I am flying solo. It is just me here podcasting. And I decided that I wanted to talk about conscious living because I think it's so important, especially in today's times, that we be aware of whether or not we're actually making the choice to live mindfully, consciously, which to me means with awareness. And so often what happens is people are living from a place where they're asleep, they're unconscious, or they're in a reactive mode. And when that happens, external things start driving our life. We're no longer in charge of our own destiny, our own daily daily time, daily tasks, daily experience. We give all our power away and we just float with whatever happens in that day and not in a good way. <laughs> We're in a reactive way. I'm not talking about when you're in the flow and you're flowing that way in alignment. I'm talking about when your day is decided for you by your habitual patterns, by your past, by habits, and that you're not actually making choices, you're just following what you've always done without checking in to see if that's still serving you. And it may be, and it may not be, but you won't actually know if you don't stop and take a look at what's actually going on. Now, there's a lot of reasons why living consciously, being aware is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. And there's a lot of reasons why we get sort of knocked out of that space. Because to be living consciously, we need to be present. We need to be present in the moment and we need to be able to be open to our own experiences, to experience the moment as we see it, feel it, experience it. And that can be challenging for a lot of people. I know it can be challenging for me. Being present takes a lot of practice. You think, oh, well, just be, that would be easy. <laughs> and in theory, it is easy. It should be, right? But there are no shoulds. So what we notice is that for for human beings, it's really hard to stick with our own experience. And part of that comes from the dynamic of the fact that we're social creatures. So we often take into account 
other people's opinions, how we may want to please them or validate what they're saying. And their input can start to influence our choices. And so we want to be aware of that. And the other thing is that sometimes being in our own experience, being having to feel, not having to, but choosing to feel whatever's going on inside, our thoughts, our emotions, the sensations, the physical sensations in our body, being with that is so foreign to most people that when they have certain sensations, they run. They run from it. And when we run away from ourselves, obviously we're disconnecting. And part of that is learning to embrace and be with the human experience. And part of being human means that there will be all kinds of emotions, all kinds of sensations, because we have a physical body, all kinds of experiences, all kinds of thoughts. And it's really important to try and get out of the dynamic of thinking of things in terms of black or, black or white, the dichotomies, you know, that there's just good and there's evil, that there's um, good emotions and bad emotions. No, all emotions have a place. All thoughts have a place. All experiences have a place. It's just learning to accept them and figure out what kind of experiences and sensations and emotions and thoughts you want more of. And that light you up, that build you up, that are where you want to have your life more. And that doesn't mean that, you know, the other thing I, I want people to understand is conscious living, you know, is about learning to be with your own presence, learning to be with your own experience. But that doesn't mean that you set up the dynamic where you get to choose, well, I'm going to be happy 100% of the time. Well, guess what? <laughs> if you set yourself up that way, then that's a problem because that's not realistic. Because what we're talking about here isn't that you choose to make it something, um, you know, that is going to avoid pain, avoid any challenges, avoid any obstacles. That's not real life. And when you're mindful and you're living your own life, you realize that all of those experiences and emotions have a place and that part of learning to be completely whole and completely human means being able to embrace all of it. And I know people are going to say, ah, I don't want to embrace all of it. And I get it. Believe me, I've been there myself. But what we find is that the fear of sitting with ourselves, the fear of being with our own emotions and actually experiencing things that might be uncomfortable is way worse than actually doing it. 
And I'll give you an example that's not of an emotion, but this concept. So I worked in a maternal high-risk maternal fetal clinic years ago. And before I started working there, they had a policy in place where when mothers came in that were um, miscarrying or were um, having a still a baby that they knew was not going to survive. So they were inducing labor because they knew that the baby could not survive with the anomalies that um, it had. What originally the policy was, was to have the mother come in. Um, this part, I still don't like. This is what they did always come in at midnight. This was an insurance thing. Come in at midnight, kind of like under the dark of night because they only had 24 hours. That's all insurance would pay for. Um, so they would come in at midnight and leave the next night at midnight, um, which I don't really think is a great message. First of all, that doesn't work real well with your circadian rhythm. But second of all, it's almost like you're doing something wrong and you need to sneak in and out in the middle of the night. That message I don't agree with. But anyway, back to the story. So these women would, these um, families would come in and the women would be um, delivering the baby that would either die shortly after birth or already be deceased. And the moment that the baby was um, born, the nurse or the doctor would immediately whisk away the baby and not give the parents a chance to see the infant, thinking that it was going to be too horrific for them. And then when I was working there, it was a different experience. They changed the policy and the families were actually given time to hold the babies and to see the babies and the anomalies and the, you know, the physical deformities and to have a handprint and a footprint taken and be given a birth certificate and to, to grieve, to start the grieving process there and to see um, their baby. And what we found is that when the policy changed, that the grieving process was much more fluid for those families. They were able to find closure. Whereas the families that had been in the previous situation, it was extremely hard for them to find any sort of closure. And the grief was so overwhelming because all they had was whatever their imagination created of what the baby looked like. And so, as we know, a lot of us can, we can come up with all kinds of things with our imagination. And so that really caused people to be stuck um, because they were creating these horrific ideas and had all this anxiety around what it what the baby, you know, looked like or experienced, and they didn't have the moments to um, bond and release and all of the things that they needed to do. And so I want you to take that metaphor and apply it in this situation. And it's the same thing. So often what we imagine it will be like to be with whatever you are trying to avoid, whether that's anxiety around 
being uh, social anxiety, anxiety around being around other people, anxiety around looking inside yourself and figuring out what you want, whether it's sadness. You know, if you feel like there's sadness in there or anger or whatever emotion is there and you know it's there and so you distract yourself. You say, oh, the minute you start to feel a little bit of a physical sensation that reminds you there's an emotion somewhere deep down in there, you have a choice. You have a choice at that moment when you're, but when you perceive the bodily sensations, you have, a, you have a choice. And I encourage you to create the space for yourself to experience those sensations and figure out what that is attached to. Is it sadness? Is it grief? Is it anger? Is it joy? Is it anxiety? Is it bliss. It can be anything. And I know we tend to focus on emotions that people find challenging, which I will use the word negative, even though I'm saying they're really not negative, but just so people, just for classifications, but they're really not negative. They're just an experience. And we often label it that way because we, it's uncomfortable to us. But I'm encouraging you to Say to yourself in that moment to make the choice, to make a conscious choice to say, you know what, I'm starting to feel a tightness in my chest. And rather than go numb myself by distraction, and that can be anything, you know, human beings, we are so great at escaping. We are so great at escaping ourselves. But the whole point of this conversation that I'm having with you is for you to understand everywhere you go, there you are. You really can't escape yourself. So in that moment, I challenge you to make the choice to be with those physical sensations because that's what they are. They are physical sensations. Your body is having physical sensations. It can be that your neurotransmitters, certain neurotransmitters may be heightened, your cortisol level, you know, your hormones, are you having a biochemical experience and, and as part of it? And that's what it is. But what happens is our mind then starts to create a perception of what those sensations mean. And so our mind comes in and says, whether that you know, puts the perception of what those sensations mean to us. And then we assess, is this danger? Is it safe? And here again, when you're slapping on that label, that perception, I encourage you to breathe and to create the space. It's all about the space. So much of this is about creating space for you to make a choice and not just react. And in that moment, when you acknowledge those sensations, you can decide. It's completely your choice. You have free will. You can decide to be with those sensations as they are. And I'll tell you what happens in most cases. When we sit with those sensations, we realize 
that they are trying to get our attention. And once they get our attention, guess what? They can they slowly dissipate or we learn to spend more and more time. Maybe, you know, you spend more time with that sensation and you can spend three seconds. Next time, you can spend five seconds. Next time, you can spend 10 seconds. And over time, you learn to tolerate and realize that you're okay. Regardless of what the sensations are, regardless of what the label you slap on it is, you realize that you're still okay. And actually, you're more than okay because you're learning to become more fully yourself. You're learning to be more fully yourself. And by what I mean by that is you're more fully yourself because you can be with all of your experiences. You're not picking and choosing. You're not picking and choosing and say, well, these are the parts that I'm going to be with and these are the parts that I'm not. And let me tell you, a lot of people do that. A lot of us do that, right? But then what happens is when the parts show up that we're not so thrilled with, they're still there, but we're not acknowledging them and we're not dealing with them. So we can't transform them. We can't transform them. And in this case, what I'm talking about are maybe our shadow sides, those parts of ourselves that you know, can be transformed if we recognize them, if we work with them, if we are honest with ourselves about what they are. These can be anything. Common things would be things like greed, deceit, and whether that be not necessarily deceitful to others, even deceitful to yourself, jealousy. There's so many different shadows that we have that we can transform if we can sit with them. But part of being able to transform them, the first step is we have to be aware of them. And that goes back to being aware of all of our experiences, the physical sensations, the emotions, the thoughts, the labels, the perceptions we have. And in that understanding we start to change who we are. Not really change who we are. That's actually probably not what I want to say. What I really want to say is we're not changing who we are. We're really fully becoming who we already are. Because each of us has a very unique essence. We have a reason we're here. We have our own vibration. We have our own energetic vibration. And mine is different than yours. And they're all beautiful in their own way. But to me, the most beautiful thing is when we can completely accept, embrace, and understand ourselves and unconditionally love ourselves. And when I say unconditionally love ourselves, that means that we accept all of ourselves. We accept our flaws. We accept our imperfections. We accept our frailties. We see, not only do we accept them, but we see the beauty in them. We see the beauty in all moments. We see the beauty in our mistakes. We see the beauty in our attempts to change. All of it. 
And we have compassion. We have compassion for ourselves and we have compassion for others. And the more that we have love and compassion for ourselves, the more we're able to live consciously because where there's love, there isn't fear. So in those moments where you're fully in the experience of love, when you're experiencing that vibration, it's very, it's the highest vibration for me. That's how I see it. I see it as the highest vibration. I feel it as the highest vibration. It's pure. It's absolutely pure. And when you're connected to that pureness within yourself, then from that place, that's where those, your choices are coming from. They're coming from that vibration of love. They're coming from that place of purity, that place of, you know, to me, when you're in that place of purity, everything's simple. It's not an easy place to necessarily stay, but in those moments, things are very simple because love is, love is, is truth. There is, there is no, nothing else. It is a complete vibration that is whole, that is truth, that is direct. And when you're in that space, choices are obvious as to what aligns with that. It's when we move away from that, when we start back in that place of falling out of, of, of being in our conscious space, where we fall back into the habitual patterns, where we fall back into the unconscious um, reactive place of living, that most likely leads us away from love and into fear and into a different part of our brain, you know, the midbrain, the, the amygdala and all those areas where we become more reactive and we're just sort of functioning completely differently. And so I want you to really create space for yourself, create space for yourself in the day and understand, you know, in life we say, why does this keep happening? You know, why does this keep happening? And the thing I always tell people is you're the common denominator, right? In our own lives, we are the common denominator, meaning that, like I said before, everywhere we go, there we are. So we're showing up in every situation and we're bringing ourselves to that situation. So we want to be conscious about who we are, how we go about the world, what we're actually experiencing, so that when we show up somewhere, you know, basically in our in our own life, when we show up, we're showing up as our full expression of ourselves. We're actually showing up as completely as we can, not reactively. So I have a choice every day. We all do. You know, when I step outside, and I, you know, start to move about in the world, I can be in that moment, or I can choose to be in the future, in the past. I can choose to be numb. Um, and sometimes in life, we're so shut down, we don't even realize it. And it happens. It absolutely happens. There are times when we are overwhelmed. And 
It's not about beating yourself down when that happens or criticizing yourself. It's absolutely hundred percent. Not about that. It's not about doing this right either. It's not about that. Consciously living means understanding that there are going to be times where you travel far off the path that you were on and, and that's okay. It's just at that point, when you become aware of it, you make the choice of where you want to go. But always with kindness to yourself, always with compassion. And not with a criticism. And not with words that are unkind and that don't serve your highest good. And that's what I want you to think about. You know, when you think about the thoughts running around in your head or the choices that you're making, really just ask yourself, is this for my highest good? And if it's not, okay, I may still want to choose it and that may be okay. But do it consciously and own it rather than just reacting. Because what happens is when you spend a lot of time basically asleep, you know, basically we're talking about as being asleep or being in a place where you're not making your own choices. You're just letting the world dictate where you go. And the more time you spend there, the harder it can be to wake up. It's like being in, you know, a really long slumber and that way of being gets so comfortable that you don't necessarily want to get out of it. And just because things are comfortable doesn't mean they're good or bad. It comes back to, is this comfortable because I'm numb and I don't have to face anything or deal with anything. And this is just, I'm okay with being numb. I'm okay with being frozen. And if you are, that's your choice. But understand that's the choice you're making. You have free will to make that choice. But you also, what I want you to understand is you are so powerful. You are so powerful. You have such innate intelligence and wisdom within you that you can at any point in time access that. And the more you practice it, the more you practice connecting to yourself, to your physical sensations, to your thoughts, creating the space I'm talking about, the more you do that, the more natural it becomes and the more, excuse me, the more things start to shift in your life and you start to notice things differently and people start to perceive you as differently because think about this the next time you are interacting with someone. We are very intuitive beings. And so you can sense if you choose to check in with it and start using your intuition, we all know when somebody is showing up authentically in a space with us and when they're not, and when they're checked out um, or when they're disinterested or when they're suffering and numb 
and just maybe can't show up that day or in that moment, they're overwhelmed. But when you're around somebody who is consciously showing up for themselves and consciously showing up for you, you feel that authenticity. You feel that presence because there's more of that person there. They are more plugged into themselves. So they're more present in every moment. And that includes the moment that they're in with you. And we can all do that for ourselves as well. It's about choosing to do the practices that help you create the space so that you can be open to all the experiences that we are able to have as humans. So when you physically show up somewhere, I mean, obviously you show up for yourself physically every day, but when you physically show up in, in your family, in your relationships, at work, start thinking about, are you just physically present? Are you emotionally present? <clears throat> are you mentally present? Or are you checked out? Are you spiritually present? Are you bringing all of your essence into that moment, into that interaction? And no, are you going to be able to be 100% there every moment of every day, of every second, of every... Maybe you can. I mean, I, I think that's probably pretty unrealistic. I know I certainly can't. But what you can do is continue practicing and creating a depth of your own experience and a depth of your ability to show up and to be present and to have a strong presence in every moment. And that will lead you to a fuller experience of yourself and a fuller experience of life. So experiment. Experiment. Try different things. Meditation is a phenomenal way to create that type of space. And there's lots of tools and ways to do that. I have a podcast on that, but there's plenty of people that teach all about that, that that's their thing. Corey Mascara, Deepak Chopra, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you want help with that kind of thing, there are plenty of people out there that can help you learn how to use meditation as a tool to create that space that I'm talking about, to create that space. But the other thing is mindfulness in general, being mindful in the activities of every day, being mindful about all of your physical sensations, being mindful of what things smell like, what they taste like, what the vision, what you see, but not just what you see, the depth, the texture, the colors, really see the taste of things when you're eating. You know, can you sit there with your palate and differentiate different flavoring, spices, temperatures, all those types of things? And also feel what you feel tactile-wise, but also what you feel emotionally. All of it. The more you're able to bring a mindfulness to your senses and to your experience, that's a way 
to bring in the awareness and the space that we're talking about. And the more that you do that, the more depth you have to the experience. For example, let's take a a simple example. You're eating something. So you're eating a sandwich for lunch and you're eating at your desk and you're on your computer and you're chewing. (laughs) You're chewing and you gobble it down while you're doing something at work. Well, most likely you're probably not going to even be focused at all on the taste of it. You're not even focusing on how much you're chewing it um, and what it's like to chew and making sure that you're chewing enough so that you can get your proper digestion. Um, So imagine that experience of the food versus you sitting somewhere, let's just say by yourself, choose you take your sandwich, you sit outside on a park bench, or you just sit outside the office. Uh, You know, you sit outside and you take a bite of your sandwich and you listen to the sounds wherever you are, of whatever those sounds are. You taste the food. You're in that moment because now you're tasting the food. You're actually focusing on the mechanism of your jaw chewing and realizing that, oh, you know, I need to keep chewing because that's a big little lump in my mouth and I don't want to choke on it. So you're mindfully feeling the food in your mouth as well as tasting it and maybe even smelling the sandwich, smelling the smells from, you know, where you're sitting and hearing the sounds. That's a totally different experience than the first one where you're sitting at your computer and you're quote unquote multitasking. But what you've done is you've shut off using all your senses other than your eyes to experience that moment. So those types of things, making those little choices actually can make a big shift in your perceptions and your experiences. So start playing around with it. Start playing around with it. Say to yourself, you know, what can I do today to make this a more full experience of my day? And see where it goes. So today for the Sparks of Wisdom, I just want to mention that when you're creating that space, I really want you to think about having gratitude, having gratitude for all experiences, whatever they're here to teach you, to show you, to enable you to experience. And with that, today we're going to do something different. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play a little song. It's not even a song. It's just a tiny little clip of a gratitude that my daughter created and sings. And it's just a good reminder to have gratitude and let that be a part of who you are, your experience, your day, and your gift to others. Gratitude, shine out. Everybody shine it out. So yes, let that gratitude shine out, shine out from your core to yourself and to the world, but also start to spend more time inside the experience of you, making choices that allow you to live consciously, openly, and from a place of awareness. As always, I appreciate you listening. I have gratitude for all the listeners. And if you 
have questions or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out. I do enjoy hearing from you. And until next time, be you, be love, and be present.